This is the Seafair Investor Podcast, bringing you the tides of investing and personal finance from to millennial seafarers and alike. I'm your host, Soshin, a full-time seafarer, value investor, and a personal finance enthusiast. Welcome to episode 23. Today will be a solo episode and for a change of pace, will be about personal finance especially for my fellow seafarers out there listening. I will be talking about how to optimize your savings even while not working at sea. The methods that I will be outlining myself is the one I use personally. And even though I know it won't apply to everyone, as the saying goes, that personal finance is more personal than finance itself meaning you have to customize for yourself the tips that I will be talking about. This episode does not only apply to seafarers as I believe everybody can get a tip or two from this episode. Let's go! Before I go to the tips on how seafarers can save more money, I just want to revisit why save in the first place. (laughs) We only live once, right? So why bother saving if you can't bring that money in the afterlife, if there's one? I understand that there is some merit to going YOLO in spending as we deserve to treat ourselves from time to time. But there is no need to put a hole in your pocket in doing so. (laughs) Besides, for seafarers, you don't want to be still working at sea by the time you're 50 years old, right? That's why saving as early as you could and as much as you could (laughs) matter. Because saving does not only give you peace of mind in terms of financial emergencies, but also buys you time and freedom in the future. Like when instead you should be spending your time with your son's college graduation in the future, you are instead far away working at sea. However, if you have saved enough and also ultimately invested enough, you will be there in the most important moments of your loved one's lives. I remember several older seafarers telling me this when I was just a cadet before in the ship. They told me if they can just turn back time to my age, they would have saved enough to buy a property or you know, save enough money for emergency that they don't need to borrow money, they won't be sailing still right now. So to any young seafarers out there listening right now in this episode, I hope you will be enlightened to take this matter seriously and tune in as I will be sharing tips on how to save more. And also for non-seafarers listening, this episode will still be relevant as doing personal finance is kind of universal no matter what profession you are. 
Now for the first step or method that is often being overlooked for being a cliche or taken for granted as we like to think for ourselves that we can do this as we go or do mental accounting. And this step is planning. <laughs> I know I know you will say at this point that I'm talking BS as and gonna drone on the usual stuff every personal finance article you'll find on saving. <laughs> but really, you cannot skip this part. You always need to plan for things, any, anything. <laughs> That's why I said this is always being taken for granted because most of us don't take seriously planning on financial matters. Maybe because of it's a society's taboo or something, but that's how it is. I really hope someday that personal finance will be a subject being taught on schools as early as possible. Anyway, planning or budgeting is the first step if you want to save more money. You can't just wing it as most would do. You need to have a concrete budget to follow. However, this doesn't mean that you must take account every peso you spend. You will go crazy that way and end up abandoning the budget early you made in the first place. What I mean on this is that you need to outline where your money goes. Even a simple monthly expense minus monthly salary is a good start as it will be the foundation for you to develop a good saving habit because you will be acutely aware of where your money goes. <laughs> As for myself, being a seafarer actually makes it easier to do budgeting as I won't be having a problem on paying utilities or rent on months being on board a ship as it is being paid already or <laughs> or given. I know it would be a bit harder if you have a family, but it's still kind of easier because you can remove yourself from the equation of the family's monthly budget when you're out at sea. So what I do is before I go to my next contract or ship, I always outline first on how much I will save before I do my expenses. In this way, I will be forcing myself to really save compared to just saving after I calculate my expenses. <laughs> so to put it in a more, you know, a basic formula, it will look or sound like this in the podcast. <laughs> Savings minus your whole contract salary equals expenses. I know this sounds easier said than done, especially if you have a family to support, but trust me, if you start practicing this kind of mindset, I will guarantee you will always have savings in every contract you finish. That's why I said in the title that you can save more money even while on vacation because if you manage to set aside a significant amount to save every time you go home, you are still essentially saving money even being unemployed. 
I know you will say again that this is another BS and should be really obvious, but it's not. <laughs> if it's that obvious enough, everybody would have financial freedom by now. Another thing that I like on the savings minus salary equals expenses is that it kind of forces you to a habit of living below your means as you would try to make do of what's left. However, yes, you have a good plan now and budget you like to follow, but the challenge now will be is to stick with it and be consistent with saving, which is what I will be talking about next. So the second tip to saving more for seafarers and for everybody actually is to just automate the transfer of your savings. I know this is another obvious part, but it really works. <laughs> this not only forces you to save and doesn't allow you to forget, but guarantees that every time a paycheck comes, your savings account is already taken care of. <laughs> For seafarers, you can have a separate allotment account other than your main allotment, which most probably is your spouse or your parents. In this way, it forces the discipline to save every paycheck as your shipping company does it for you. This also helps avoid the temptation for you to spend money if you do manual transfer. I know how sneaky a Shopee or Lazada sale can be or being out in a really good, you know, European country. <laughs> Not sure on non-seafarers in this case, but I believe there is an auto-debit feature now on savings account in the Philippines where every month it's like paying a bill, but instead it's for your savings. Now, this segment is really short and it really is because it's that simple. <laughs> Automation really helps in saving because it kind of removes the human element in the process until doing this becomes a natural habit of yours and the satisfaction of seeing your savings balloon over time is beyond gratifying. As for myself, I also do the separate allotment but only for my short-term savings. I have a separate automated transfer to my stock brokerage accounts for investing. Now, at this point, you already have a way to save more and a consistent and disciplined way to do so because of automation. But I have another trick in the sleeve in terms of reinforcing more this good financial habit, which is to have the mindset of paying yourself first. So I know this is another kind of overused term in personal finance, but stick with me. This idea is somehow the same as what I said earlier in the episode, that saving is a way of buying time in the future. But the term paying yourself first is a more powerful framework to approach doing savings as this puts you in a mindset of striving for financial freedom itself. Because savings itself mostly pursue short-term goals like buying a car or a or house. 
that's what most people save for. But with paying yourself first, you are envisioning your future self free from worrying about finances and instead focusing more on things that matter the most to you. Morgan Housel describes it better than me. He said, by paying yourself first, by investing what you save now, you are essentially buying back the time and freedom you deserve in the future. That's why you don't simply just save. You also invest so that the money is working for you instead of the other way around. And also this kind of thinking is what kept me going in times of hardships while working at sea. Because I want to have financial freedom in the future and I really don't want to be working still in my 50s. And the way for me to achieve this is by paying myself first consistently. Before I end the episode, I have a few more thoughts on saving more. Which is first, you need to track your progress. (laughs) Of course, but... As I've said, you don't need to track every pesos in your budget. What I meant in tracking your progress is with how much you are saving and investing already. Because it's always a good self-confidence boost of seeing what you've already accomplished. One way to track this, as I do myself, is by doing a monthly net worth checkup, which I discuss in episode 3 of the podcast. And lastly, I know that at some point, when you start really saving really well, it gets addicting, actually. (laughs) But I am here to remind you ahead of time that while saving and investing is a good thing, don't forget to also have a life. (laughs) My girlfriend reminded me this always, to breathe a little bit and have a life. Remember, no one wants to have a personality only tied to money. Have some hobbies or passions that will give your time here on earth some color. Because that's what financial freedom is all about. As usual, thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like this episode, kindly subscribe and follow my podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. Don't forget also to leave a 5-star rating and a review you see fit, as it really helps in the discovery algorithm. Also, if you want to reach out to me, kindly follow and like my Facebook page, The Seafer Investor Podcast. You can message me there and through my email also, which is soshininvestor at gmail.com. See you in the next episode. Bye!